Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Tailored Tea with Miss Hannah Taylor. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, a very big welcome to you. Head over to the official Instagram page at Tailored Tea Pod and click on the link in the bio to catch up on previous episodes. If you are returning back after a long two weeks off, guys i appreciate you you are the ones that keep me going i love you guys thank you for the support thank you for the encouragement and thank you for coming back because it's been two weeks it's been a long two weeks and to be honest it wasn't intentional our first week was bank holiday we were allowed to go out boris finally said yes and i met up with some friends we maintained the social distancing rules and we enjoyed the sun, got nice tan, we got pretty intoxicated I must say, but overall it was a good time, it was really nice to see friends that I actually haven't seen since the beginning of the year, so I'm happy about that, I'm happy I took that time off, it it was needed, and now I'm back, no I was supposed to come back last week, but given everything that's going on in the world with the police brutality uh, that we have going on in America, rest in peace George Floyd, rest in peace Brianna Taylor and rest in peace Tina who many of you might not know but she was killed in Nigeria by the police so there's police brutality going on there and that's why they think all lives matter because it's the black police killing black people and that kind of conversation is not the conversation for today. I don't think I have the energy to dissect why they think the way that they think. I have had conversations with my friends, my Nigerian friends that live in Nigeria and I take on board their stance. I appreciate their opinion I just don't accept it and rather than doing the back and forth or oh you know you're wrong I just want to focus on the bigger issue here which is black lives matter when people say all lives matter I'm just like if that was actually the case then we wouldn't have black lives matter movement I guess people struggle with comprehension so it's absolutely fine why they think that way and we just have to rise above it and think of how we are going to make changes as a community, as individuals, in our respective households, in our workplaces which they obviously don't make it easy for us being black. Where do I start from with this topic? I don't even know where to begin. Usually I have um hot topics I start off with hot topics then I go into the topic that I want to speak about but given the severity of what's going on it's just not ideal and that's why I didn't put out an episode last week because I felt overwhelmed I was drained in my spirit and my soul emotionally mentally physically guys that protest is it's not for children i don't know why people take their children there it is not for kids the walking alone in whatever weather conditions is not appropriate for children i don't know why people take their children there but you know i guess being part of history is what they want their child to be a part of i guess i don't know i don't have children so i can't really tell you why 
But I was just drained overall last week. And I took that time off and out for myself. Thank you to my friends who encouraged me to do so and who saw that, do you know what, Hannah? Just take some time off. It's fine. No one's going to judge you for it. I really wanted to maintain that level of consistency, but I also need to remember to put my mental health first and everything that's going on just serves as a trigger for me. Um, I want to start off with my experience with police brutality. I always say to people, if the UK, if the British police had guns, a lot of us who have been arrested, who have been profiled, would be dead. And I think that's why racism in this country is subtle, because there's not really a lot that can be done physically per se. Like in America, the Karens will call, oh my gosh, this is happening right now, can you send someone down? And before you know it, you're dead. In the UK, it's not like that. They'll clutch their purses or in the workplace, oh, you know, can I touch your hair? Oh, it's spongy. Sorry? Spongy. My own hair is spongy. I've actually... Do you know what? Before I even get into that, let me go back, back, back. Because I said I was going to talk about my experience with police brutality. Right. So, 17, came back from college, went home. Then I was like, you know, I'm hungry. Not everyday rice and stew. I went to the shops to buy chicken and chips. On my way to the shops, I got stopped by a police van. And the lady opened the door. Excuse me. I stopped. And she's like, you know... Uh, where am I coming from? I said, I'm coming from a house. Where were you earlier in the day? I was in college. Okay, there's been a robbery that happened in the area. Do you know anything about it? I said, no. She's like, you, you matched the description. Okay, but it's not me. I, I, I just told you where I was. And they were like, okay, closed the police van, drove off. Gone to buy my chicken and chips on my way back. Literally, I'm less than... 500 yards from my door and I get stopped again I can't remember if it was the same police van or not but I remember saying to them when they stopped me for the second time I had been stopped I literally just been stopped less than 15 minutes ago and they said oh do you know anything about robbery that occurred early in the in the afternoon I said no like I said before I was in college I came back home, went out to get food, which at this point I'm holding in my hand. So I don't know anything about this robbery. And like, oh, you matched the description and you're wearing what they wore. I don't really know where we're going with this officer. But like I said, I had nothing to do with this. I had nothing to hide, nothing to do with it. So I was more than happy to answer their questions. They came out oh, we just need to uh, talk to you. We, we, we are talking, but this is now becoming intimidating. At this point, there's like five, six police officers that have come out of this uh, police van. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going, am I under arrest? No. Oh no, we're still talking to you. And they pulled me back. And I'm just like, whoa, bit handsy, bit handsy. And at the time, not going to pretend like I was a saint, I was not. I was not about to let you arrest me for no reason. 
what are the grounds? Wasn't a stop and search. You just was questioning me because I apparently looked like someone who committed a robbery. And, and the only description you had was a girl, a black girl wearing black and fuck, that's it. And if you're from the area that I'm from, a black is a colour that back then a lot of people wore. I just happened to be wearing it that particular day, unfortunately for me. Long story short, they were, uh, they held me and I was like struggling with the woman and before you knew it, blackout because they had slam dunked me onto the floor, gave me a wedgie with my trousers when they picked me back up, pushed me against the wall. Before I knew it, there was like two police vans, three police cars, everything happened so quick. I was in the back of the police car on my way to the cell. I didn't get to eat that chicken and chips, by the way, guys. I, that really upset me. Anyways, I was in the cell thinking. And to be honest, at that time, I wasn't ha- as educated as I was about police brutality as I am now. Anything could have happened to me. Anything could have happened to me. And this is why I always say, if the police had guns... One, I probably would have stood there and whipped myself in the process. Secondly, they probably would have shot me but just, just because, you know, they, they can. You can get away with those kind of things we see in America. So that is to say, police brutality, you don't need to have a gun for police brutality to be a thing. People die in police custody in the UK. So when I hear people say, oh, the UK is not racist goes back to my earlier point when you're telling me my hair feels like sponge i beg your pardon sponge do you even know what sponge looks like i'm not even go there but i remember i came into work uh this is this this incident happened last year came into work and i had natural hair so prior to this i was wearing weaves and the time it was hot i just didn't want any weave on my neck i wasn't ready for no just I just didn't want any weave, any hair on my neck and I had cut my hair. So I came into work with my natural hair and as soon as I walked in, my director goes, oh, hello, giving us a bit of Macy Gray today. I said, um, pardon? <laughs> guys, guys, my words... It left me because I had, I just, I was confused. And do you know what I hate, guys? What I hate the most is if there, too, if there is another black person in the office, because they have not experienced racism or maybe because they just turn a blind eye to it or they're just ignorant and they think it's not racism, it's banter, they try to invalidate your own experience. And that's what my colleague did. She was like, she's black, by the way, Caribbean lady. She's like, oh, I just, I don't think that's racist. You don't think it's racist that a white man is, first of all, why are you commenting on my hair? Secondly, why are you now comparing me to Macy Gray because when I walk into the office with long bone straight 26 28 inch weave you did not call me Naomi Campbell or Paris Hilton you don't tell me that you you don't you don't refer to me as anybody else so when I'm in my natural element you're comparing me to Macy Gray 
I've had instances where I've been asked if I tanned. I've had instances where they tell me that I'm um, combative, combative, combative whatever that word is and I'm aggressive and I'm just like anyone that knows me knows I'm not aggressive like I know how to read you without swearing and without raising my voice so when they tell me I'm aggressive I just look at them like I beg your pardon I remember and and what we all need to start doing as well guys is when they tell you oh you're aggressive or they give you negative feedback ask them what exactly is it that you've done to make them come to that conclusion you have to ask don't just walk away and just be angry in your chair no because when I got called aggressive I just said oh okay you know I'm sorry you feel that way could you just let me know what part of what I did or said is aggressive so in the future I don't make those mistakes again do you know what was said this guy says to me oh no it's just your hand movements my hand movements a lot of people use their hands to speak how is my hand movement aggressive i asked him this question oh you know just the movements it's like a snake well i was just like okay i just laughed it off but what that taught me was one you're stupid and you have nothing good nothing of value to say you just want to wind me up and I'm not going to allow you and two now that I have asked you what makes me aggressive and those were your responses it's allowed you to to know inside you that you're a very stupid person because you had to laugh it off like oh you know banter because there was nothing you wanted to use that word you wanted to show yourself and that's exactly what you did there like guys you really need to ask questions don't be in the workplace sitting there feeling oppressed there's no way like I, you have to ask these questions I used to cry to my friend I worked in a specific industry and those that know me know the industry that I worked in and those that have known me since I started working in that industry at the very start to the very end know my journey I was always crying oppressed feeling sad depressed I would take long periods of time off work just just so I could gather myself and gather my thoughts but enough is definitely enough and this is why the black life movement the black Lives matter movement is very important because it's not just about police brutality it's also about systemic racism because that exists that is something that most black people deal with people that say oh i i can't relate i can't relate that's you you can't relate we are not the same people we do not work for the same people and even if we do our experiences are not the same we're not born together even twins are different so don't give me that bs i don't want to hear it and then we go on to uh support black businesses I'm not going to lie, I don't want to be seeing that because that's something that we should have been doing anyway. And that is why the Jews are at the level that they are at because nobody needs to tell them, they don't need to make a banner, they don't need to post it on social media to tell them to support each other. Guys, do you know how dumb 
that sounds do you know how dumb and stupid that is that you are posting begging people to support each other something that we're already supposed to be doing like it's no wonder that people think that we're a joke that we're supposed to be supporting ourselves from the beginning. This shouldn't be something that should be a social media campaign. Oh, post your businesses below, support, support, what? Don't even get me started on these influencers that are doing it because they are the main culprits. And, you know, they'll be saying, oh, yeah, no, support black businesses. But you guys are the same people that we're going to see on Pretty Little Thing. We're going to see you going on holidays with all these white influencers. And you're not going to say anything because they're giving you money. Even if they're giving you half of the money that they're giving the white people, you're still going to collect it and shine teeth and take picture and even do hashtag ad. So... For me, if you were really for the cause, really for the movement, really for the people, you would have been supporting black businesses from beginning. And anyone that knows me knows I'm pro-black and pro-anything black, as long as it makes sense. So if businesses, obviously there's going to be an influx of support now, people need to remember to give effective and efficient customer service. Because what I don't want to see is, oh, this is why we don't support black people. This is why we don't support black businesses. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see condemnation of businesses. I don't want to see that because if you're going to support, you're going to support 100%, period. Because when the Chinese woman on the phone is telling you that she doesn't hear you when you're giving your Chinese order, you're not rude because you know she'll spit in your food. So we need to keep that same energy, guys. That energy is something that we need to keep. It's not just, this movement isn't just today or tomorrow or one week. It's every day. We have to think of how we're going to make changes, positive changes, impact our community. And it needs to start from in our hearts, in our mind family homes have conversations with friends yes it's uncomfortable but these conversations need to be had don't shy away from it this is all our fight even those that are saying oh why are people looting they only have the audacity to be saying that because they're up there now everyone's so quick to forget where they came from but when they're up there they're looking down at their nose at people saying why they're looting these people are hungry they're looting because they're hungry if you've got a better solution for them provide it if not keep quiet that's how i see it do i support looting and is that what i'm saying no but i'm telling you that if you don't have a solution for those who are hungry for those who are poor for those who are broke then just stay out of it It's like if rich people are talking, a poor person's not going to put their mouth. So when poor people are dealing with things, if you do not have a solution for change, don't criticise, don't condemn, because guess what? We're all black and what you're doing is causing division. So as a community, we need to stand together. We need to stick together and make sure that this movement is not just one day. It's not just one week. It's not just one year. It's a lifetime thing that we continuously make that effort to change. We need to uproot that systemic opportunity oppression and systemic racism and that comes from genuine support no oh yeah i bought from this company and this is how they treated me we don't need you to come on the timeline to be saying that we don't need it you can provide constructive criticism and i'm sure there are people who their customer service is a bit questionable but they'll learn the hard way when there's competition it's because there's no competition at the moment that is why people are putting people on blast but when there's a competition of quality businesses trust me you won't even be hearing oh this person did me like this because there's there's a competition 
there's a competition of quality out there so until we get to that point i just don't want to hear it support black businesses you should have been supporting them it should it shouldn't have taken this movement for you to do that guys i can have this conversation every single day from monday to friday it's actually monday every single day monday to friday monday to sunday guys i'm just so passionate about this and as much as i want to continue talking and talking and talking and talking and talking it's just so little time so much to say so maybe we're just gonna have to continue this we'll see but anyways guys my time is up i hope you enjoyed today's episode follow me on instagram at taylor teapod if you're not doing so do that already or do that now please (laughs) and join me next week for another episode of tailored tea with your host miss hannah taylor follow share like repost and support thank you so much guys for sticking with me love you all